Hello guys, how are you? I hope you're well. Thank you for clicking on the button. This is just a short, quick update. Uh, no guest on the podcast this week unless something materialises on Thursday. Apologies for that. Last week, I was also busy. I was on a gym instructor's course. I'm working to a level three qualification. Uh, currently took some level two exams, just as a sideline really, but also to enhance, I think, my work, looking at getting more involved in health and well-being, fitness, journalism, because I think it's just hugely key um, in terms of the kind of health of the UK in particular, kind of worrying stats out there that about particularly type 2 diabetes and obesity uh, on our course at the weekend, which was in Sirencester in a gym over there, the stats, latest stats, well, these may even be 2015, are that uh, type 2 diabetes, which is reversible through training, costs the UK economy £12 billion a year, which so may have gone up since 2015 because obesity which is correlated with it has gone up since then although it's relatively slow that increase compared to the jump in the curve from the 90s to the early 2000s so I just feel it's a, it's a big thing socially for us to function for the national health system to function a lot of people talk about putting more money into the NHS and which political party is going to do that ultimately if you can uh, get people's health right so they don't have to pay more money then I think that will sort of lighten the burden on the on the kind of play on the the whole country and obviously the mental health debate as well the discussions over stress anxiety on the rise suicide on the rise and things like that and on that note as I look to kind of develop my um kind of or reawaken a lot of my knowledge because I did a sports science and health degree at Loughborough University so I'm kind of versed in some of this stuff but it was good for me to relearn a lot of the anatomy and physiology and the sort of basic philosophy of energy systems and things like that and I'm, I'm going to be hosting at the upcoming the inaugural Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival, which Lottie and Alex, who have organised the festival in the space of a few months, got some amazing guests as well, have put together a kind of really diverse, thought-provoking array of speakers, sessions, um, seminars throughout so the week of 9th of September to the 15th. I'm going to be hosting, fortunately, and glad to be involved, actually, some really interesting discussions. Uh, one of those will be Achieving Optimal Health to mark your card uh, at the Queen's Hotel on Wednesday, the 11th of September, 7 in the evening till 9.30. It's just around the corner from where I live, so that'll be good. Um, and it'd be lovely to see you there. I've got some health and fitness professionals, some gut nutritionists as well. Rosie Letts, Sue Thomas, who works uh, with intestine health and things like that. So I think there's lots of stuff. A lot of people say that gut's the source of not only our physiological health, but also psychological, how intertwined physical and mental health are and can actually enhance our thoughts, switch thoughts from negative to positive. Uh, a lot of uh, gut microbes talk about mushrooms on that on that regard as well. So I think that'd be fascinating to share that, to, to really listen to what Rosie Letts, Sue Thomas, Joe Golden have to say. Um, so I think it'll probably help me develop my, my health side of things as well. Uh, there's going to be a few talks I'm going to take part in. Another one is on the main stage in the para uh, parabola. I should know that because my house is called Parabola something, but it's around the corner from me, Parabola Arts Centre in Cheltenham, just off Bays Hill Road or on Bays Hill Road. It's the main stage, Tales of Adventure, with John Hudson, Pip Stewart and Leanne Simpson. Uh, John has written a book, How to Survive, talking about strategies and life or death situations, which may not be relevant to me, although I am sporting a shiner this week. had a heavy makeup duties at Sky Sports uh, because uh, my daughter 
was a bit over exuberant in a wrestling match. He managed to clonk a massive, relatively massive head. If you've got kids, you'll know that their heads are pretty big, almost adult size by the time they're four. I've got that right on the uh, left cheekbone. It swelled up a peach and now it's kind of a crimson purple sort of hue, probably about to turn green and yellow. So I've had to uh, do that, but probably not kind of got too many um, stories to share with people like Pip Stewart, who's uh, been down the Amazon uh, the Escaquibo, sorry, not the Amazon, and uh, South America's third largest river and talking about survival and things like that, which would just be encouraging because I think like a lot of combat uh, uh, stars, people like that who inspire us, I think those people who do extreme adventurous activities kind of get close to that mortality line, survival than most of us do in our regular life, albeit knowingly, you know, we could get run over at any point or be involved in a car accident. But those people who wander into the wilderness and kind of recreate, I suppose, what man would have been doing 10 12,000 years ago when we were foragers before we settled down into hamlets and all that kind of stuff I think that's a, a real kind of clarity and, and crystal perspective that's that's good to get and uh and sort of skill sets perhaps can inform our life but just a sense of perspective as well so that'll be good that is uh, on the Saturday the 14th of September in the Parabola Arts Centre at the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival and then one on the Sunday to mark your card at Babel I believe it's pronounced Babel in the brewery, the bar, which should be good fun. And maybe have a pint, or maybe not if it's the, uh, the health focus. But marginal gains, getting the best from the best for the ultimate in health and fitness. Join us for an afternoon talking about what you need to do to achieve optimum fitness. I'm literally reading out the brochure right now. Uh, strength and performances as well to achieve marginal gains. James Golden, Natalie Pennicoke, Collier, uh, Fontaine, Micah Wright and Tom Eddles. So it's kind of a holistic look at health, performance, diet, nutrition and health. I think it's interesting because what I'll try and get through in the conversation, these panels is, I guess, developing theories that I have about well-being and what it is and what the pursuit is always in the context. I don't mean to be macabre, but this is something that I actually find helpful and enhancing is the fact that we are at some point going to die. It's, you know, a fact that it's probably going to happen within 78 to 80 years if you're a man and maybe a little bit longer if you're a woman given by average life expectancy and some conjecture of whether expectancy is going up again quality of life I think is probably the root of that it's not necessarily how many years we have that's the way I look at it it's how can you be healthy why do you exercise why do you maybe meditate why do you look at unwinding in the evening trying to get your sleep right because sleep's a core one for me that I think listening to Matthew Walker on the Joe Rogan podcast talking about sleep and how it's the foundation of all health I wasn't completely aware of that I think I was got kind of swept up in the cliched macho phrases like you can sleep when you're dead and you know kind of power through and then realizing that a lot of your work is impaired whether it's your actual work at work or your physical work in the gym Matthew Walker a sleep expert at the University of Berkeley saying that you know what if you try and build muscle or work out doing weights on less than optimum amount of sleep you'll sleep deprived maybe less maybe less than optimum is probably exaggerating it a little bit but he says you actually burn muscle as a fuel when your body is is uh, underslept so i think that's something that definitely for my health and well-being but you know i do have a drink sometimes I have a cigar here and there because i do know that i'm going to die but actually it's the whole picture of <clears throat> how do i want to live and what's the best chance the balance of it and i think also around alcohol is an interesting point because clearly drinking to excess is counterproductive and psychologically will impair you potentially addiction will follow lots of negative consequences uh, to health, well-being, work, career and your relationships. But also there is this 
sort of theory that it actually provides a social lubricant and a kind of, I guess, a cooling magnet to social events. And so there's a, not everything's necessarily black and white. So I think in discussions like the marginal gains discussion, when, let's face it, we're not all professional athletes, we're not all trying to get an extra three seconds up uh, a big mountain in France for the Tour de France or an extra half a second off our 400 metres time in the Olympics. I think it's half a second is actually quite a lot, isn't it? 400 metres. Um, but you get the point. I think it's not necessarily about kind of scraping and, and sort of killing ourselves physically. It's about maybe looking at the mental health, the physical health, the balance of life and looking at our commitments as well. There's an interesting poster for the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival up in what was the old Swallow Bakery off the promenade in the centre of town. So whether if you've not been to Cheltenham, or have been, but don't remember where that is exactly. It's kind of near the, near the Imperial Gardens, so right in the heart of the big uh, sort of square there with the Regency buildings, the Promenade, Hotel 131, Queens, all kind of overlooking it. It's just down there on the right-hand side as you walk towards the centre of Cheltenham. And there's posters there, and one of them was, it's not selfish to look after yourself. And I think as a parent, that's an interesting one. And the positive parenting talk I'm going to be doing as well, not doing, I'm not going to tell people about it, I'm going to be hosting it on the uh, Saturday, the 14th September, with Dr. Oscar Duke, Dr. John Coleman and Tanya Swift, um, talking about brain development, sleep patterns and communication uh, with parents and hopefully maybe getting into that whole concept of looking after yourself. Is it selfish? Where's the balance? Because, you know what, things that you were considered virtuous before you become parents naturally aren't always automatically afterwards. I think that's a big thing for me. It's something my wife has done intuitively and perhaps she's gone the other way. Perhaps she hasn't maybe dedicated enough time to herself and I think you do need to do that because you need to be able to be physically fit when you've got a baby that's up all night. You have to have those positive endorphins from a bit of exercise. You have that sense of uh, self-esteem, well-being. But you can't go for three-hour gym sessions. You can't go and play golf for a day. It's just the reality of it. So there is a balance. Where is that line between looking after yourself and being self-indulgent? And it shifts at different times of your life. When you're young and single, you know what? The health and exercise, the diet fads, the classes you go to, it's it's all plus, all positive, probably reflecting a aspiring and, and kind of progressive developing person. But then it shifts when you become a parent because that becomes your sole and primary responsibility before anything else, really, before yourself. So there's where is that that line between looking after yourself to serve those people in your family, your responsibilities, but not going too indulgent to perhaps negate those and neglect those responsibilities but anyway um appreciate all the feedback big heads up or shout out to nick who i saw on the promenade in cheltenham saying he's enjoyed all the podcast interviews really means a lot when people stop me actually around here or wherever and just say they've listened to the podcast and i found something from it will boyle actually really enjoyed speaking to the cheltenham town defender he's injured at the moment he says his prognosis is positive though more positive than it was hopes to be back a couple of weeks earlier so i'm guessing a month or so for will and actually messaged me to say that he doesn't mind some of these uh, solo riffs. So I hope these kind of are helpful to you. Remember, always welcome to converse. You can review the podcast anytime on iTunes. Get in touch with me on social media, eddraper81 on social media. Um, Facebook's Teddy Draper, but that's uh, it's a nickname from friends. But other than that, Instagram, eddraper81. And I kind of hope that some of these conversation points are interesting and engaging. I'm going to the Vasily Lomachenko, Luke Campbell fight at the O2 Arena, working that for Matchroom, hosting their world feed this Saturday night at the O2 Arena in London. Fascinating and a real honour because I got to see both men win golds at London 2012. I was hosting at London Excel, South East London, when they won their medals and I think it'd be great to see them compete. Obviously, Lomachenko, three-weight world champion, 
many people's pound for pound best boxer, but disadvantaged physically against Luke Campbell, who's not far off my height. It's six feet. He's probably five, ten, eleven. Incredibly fighting at one hundred and thirty-five pounds, which is uh, nine stone five, nine stone nine, I think. I'm trying to convert that, do the maths, and uh, I don't know how he quite makes the weight, but he's got a long reach advantage, long physical advantage. A two Olympic gold medalist will be good to that. Maybe try and grab someone on the podcast over the course of the weekend for a quick chat. Lots of boxers, obviously, I'd like to get their life stories, and as I say, always find the sport inspiring. And I think with Lomachenko, not only for any boxer, white collar up to the elite, I think. There's inspiration for non-boxers in the courage they display in the raw, in the face of fear, which Adam Harper talks about in this podcast. But I think in, in Lomachenko's case in particular, the mastery, the skill development, I think, which we can all be inspired to in every aspect of our life to keep working on it, keep honing it. There's actually a video on YouTube you can see via my social media of myself and some fellow Sky Sports presenters attempting some of Lomachenko's unorthodox agility, hand-eye coordination developing training routines including punching a plastic ball up in the air juggling uh, bouncing on his hands in a handstand position across a room and uh, also uh, what else do we you know, try and catch four coins off your forearm spread out across your forearm throw them up in the air in a f- kind of flicking motion and catch them one by one almost like matrix uh, style he's a little bit like the matrix the way he moves isn't he Where he seems to suspend time and move at a very different uh, pace and beyond his opponents but Luke Campbell may well have a chance people are saying that so it'll be interesting night Huey Fury against Alexander Povetkin as well pick of the undercard perhaps and uh, Charlie Edwards defending his world title so I look forward uh, to that and uh, hope to get some feedback to that and hopefully go into Fergal O'Brien's race uh, training facility because someone mentioned to me that being in the Cotswolds being in Cheltenham should do something around the racing industry and I think for me I have covered that a little bit in a betting perspective done previews and things in the past for sports outlets but i think trying to learn a little bit of the insight of, of how those um how those kind of uh, training facilities work with the horses and everything and a little bit more about the industry how it works and i always find the, the relationship with horse and man quite interesting because it used to be um a kind of bonding part of our culture isn't it horsepower is what we relied on but then cars and machinery came along the last century and it's all changed a little bit it's entertainment and uh i guess recreation for particularly young girls there's a book i'm reading called um farewell my friend or our last century with the horse i think it's called i'm not sure i got farewell with my friend um but anyway i hope you're well appreciate you uh if you can get along to the chat and wellbeing festival shout out uh to me if you want to contact me on social media to find out where i'm going to be during the week i'm taking it off work and i think it's a positive thing obviously allying to cheltenham's reputation for festivals the literature festival the race festival of course the horse racing festival uh, science festival jazz festival so it's a real fulcrum and I think being in this town now I want to kind of help contribute to making it a really positive place and uh, giving it energy and potentially with that energy and attention I think obviously money and tourism flocks and I think provides opportunities for people um, in the in the community and just putting Cheltenham on the map and I think hopefully the wellbeing festival as well just helping people understand modern life with all the distractions all the intensity of it the constant communication and the sedentary lifestyle as well with perhaps Technology has taken us into a place where we're not the most healthy things in the space of 10,000 years from being people that pursued sort of prey over thousands of miles and roamed here, there and everywhere and fit and agile, albeit in a very difficult world where we didn't live very long, that our bodies haven't adapted to this um, sedentary lifestyle. We sit watching screens and things. So lots to discuss and I hope you're well. Um, I'm going to try and get Scott Flinders, goalkeeper from Cheltenham, long travelled as well, been up and down the divisions and 
to talk on the podcast pretty soon. I've made a request to John Finnegan at Cheltenham to catch up with him about the business side of things and the sad news of Berry Football Club, third tier football club in England, if you're not uh, from the UK, professional football soccer club who have gone um, basically into dissolution this week, been expelled from the Football League through financial irregularities, haven't fulfilled their fixtures, their games this uh, season. So um, I think speaking to John about how Finner's, about how he's developed the financial side of it, the numbers seem good, the ticket sales are going well at Cheltenham Town, my local club in the fourth tier of English football, just about the business side, will be interesting. have put requesting to maybe speak to the Cheltenham Town chairman at some point, uh, but I'm not sure he's the most public, extroverted of characters. I think that'd be interesting to get his perspective on running a club as well in the light of what's happened at Bury and the kind of stay of execution at Bolton Wanderers, a club that was in the elite level not that long ago, a decade or so ago in the Premier League, but is facing a similar fate to Bury should they not get a takeover within the next 13 days now. I'm speaking on Wednesday. They have uh, till uh, Tuesday, two weeks yesterday to resolve their, their situation as well. And they would have had money flooding in through that club, so it's obviously mismanagement over periods of time and not necessarily a fate that's that unrealistic for a lot of clubs because of the competition, the element the element to drive up wages, to chase players, to sign players, to spend money, not necessarily similar to businesses and other industries where they can survive in competition. Football's a little bit different to that. And I'd like to get some insight from Finners on how you increase the awareness, the attention and get money into the club. And it seems to be going well at Cheltenham Town. The form's been pretty good. Two all draw against local rival Swindon at the weekend as well. My main lifelong love, Manchester United, being a little bit checkered start to the season as well. Um, but certainly Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, point of principle, seems to be acting um, with a philosophy of getting players who weren't according to his plan out of the club. And Alexis Sanchez, the latest to go out on loan to Inter Milan, big money signing for 50 million, hasn't worked out, paid a pretty large amount of money by most people's reckoning, but has only delivered three league goals, I believe five goals in 18 months total at the club. So it's an interesting one on the broader perspective, but having dropped number of points already looking unlikely four points they're going to challenge for the title given that Manchester City has set that benchmark of uh, minimum the last couple of seasons 98 points which is 16 dropped over the entire season anyway guys I hope you're well um, I hope this is uh, interesting if you've got any suggestions of guests to get on I'd like to uh, do that sport is a thread I like to look at sport through this podcast medium about what we learn from it the lessons we can how it mirrors society perhaps aspects of professional sports stars that we can use to inspire and educate our everyday life, but also participation as well. Hopefully playing five-a-side football again tomorrow and, and the kind of part of that plays in my life and relaxation and well-being is, is huge. And having a skill and having something that gives you confidence, I think, is big. So there's lots of aspects to it and hope to gain that through speaking to interesting people, but also just think developing the podcast towards interesting, educating people, making it a conversation, thought-provoking, hopefully, and one that people will get benefit from I listen to a lot of podcasts The Art of Charm Joe Rogan's podcast Boxing Podcast obviously the one I used to host at Sky the Ringside Podcast and I just feel it's a good medium for kind of elucidating and elaborating upon ideas and maybe just uh, helping people hopefully and in entertaining and engaging them anyway guys hope you well uh, let me know if you uh, like these solo podcasts if not I might cease them or at least limit them to a little bit less than 19 minutes 35 seconds Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Hope to see you at the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival, Wellbeing Festival, September the 9th to 15th. Have a good week. Cheers.